Well, praise the Lord. God bless you guys. We're back in Revelation. John is now going to give his first actual revelation. And we left off last week where in chapter uh, uh, 1, verse 15, where Jesus is talking about uh, the description of the glorified body of Jesus Christ. And it's amazing because Jesus Christ wrote this love letter to John. And John was, uh, John was uh, you know, banished to the island of Patmos. And on the island of Patmos, he was, you know, taken into the spirit. And he was given a vision of the future. He was encapsulated in the time machine. And God showed him the future and said, look, here it is. This is what's going to happen. And he said, John, you know, is, is talking in verse 9 where he says, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom, and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos. For the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. Listen, John was persecuted. The churches were persecuted. This was the time where the churches were persecuted. Believers were persecuted. We've seen it. Paul was beheaded. The apostles were murdered. Things were taking shape. The body of Christ was now being persecuted. And now we are in the actual uh, on the island of Patmos with the book of Revelation. And John is excited to write this down. Jesus has now come to him in a love letter to show the world that in the future, Christ is coming back. Aren't you excited, man? Father, we come before you, Lord. We thank you for this podcast. Lord, we thank you for the believers out there that are praying for us. Lord, we know that you're coming soon. In Jesus' name, let me decrease while you increase and get all the glory in Yeshua HaMashiach's name. Amen. God bless you guys. Listen, welcome back to Growing in His Word, man. Last week was radical because John was saying that it was his first, this was his first actual, uh, you know, vision to the church. And he's saying, look, man, he's saying, uh, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day and I heard behind me a loud voice as of a trumpet saying, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last. And what you see, write it in a book and send it to the seven churches. You see, believers need to understand that the Greek word is Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, like the Hebrew letters, uh, the Alpha, uh, uh, you know, the alphabet in the Hebrew letters. The alphabet is kind of like a numerical word of, uh, you know, they, it, it relates to numbers. Like Jesus would be the symbolic number for eight. Even though seven is the number of completion. You have the Aleph, Bet, Gimel, Dalet, Hey, Vav, Zayn. Chet, Tet, Yud, Kaf, Lamed, Mem, Nun, Samek, Ayn, Pei, Sadi, Kufresh, and Tav. These are the letters that are in the Hebrew, but the Greek is different. And so John is on the island of Patmos and he's... He's got this book that he's writing. It's Revelation, what we're reading now. And he's sending it to the seven churches, which are in Asia, Ephesus, Smyrna, uh, and Pergamos, and uh, uh, Thyatira, which also is Sardis, to Philadelphia, and to Laodicea. Now, these churches were the churches in chapter 1 and 2 that are going to relate in, in the end. We're going to show you how it relates but now we're going to talk about how in chapter 4 is when the door really opens into the future. And that's when the church is, you know, going to really see the future. 
And we talked about the mysteries of the seven stars. It's a, it's a radical chapter, man. You guys got to listen to this, man, because you're going to learn a lot of stuff. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of pastors don't want to touch it because they don't either know how to preach it. They never studied it. They don't want to study it because they don't want to be found guilty of sometimes of the rotten churches that they're leading. <laughs> oh, they're there. We're going to get into it. Or they just don't want to talk about it because they don't want to be held accountable for the things that they do to the church. You can see the seven stars that we talked about are the seven messengers messengers to the churches. Yeah, it's amazing. Listen. It's what he says here. I, John, both your brother, and we talked about this last week, and companion in the tribulation in the kingdom and patience of Jesus Christ was on the island that is called Patmos for the word of God and for the testimony of Jesus Christ. He did 18 months on this island. Patmos was the, the small, rugged, and bare island. And, uh, you know, we talked about how it lied by Samos, 24, 24 miles west of Asia Minor. It was divided into two, uh, two nearly equal parts of the northern and southern by, uh, you know, uh, basically it was desolate, man. It was, it was where the Roman, Roman uh, you know, leaders sent criminals who were forced to work hard and labor in mines, in quarries. And so Christians were regarded as criminals. John was being persecuted on this island for no reason because he loved Jesus Christ. People don't want to hear the truth, so they shoved him on an island. And that's where God used him. Listen. He knocks himself off the totem pole and he says, I'm just your brother in verse 9 and your companion in the tribulation and kingdom of, and, and patience of Jesus Christ. He said, I'm on this island. Uh, you know, I'm in the spirit and the spirit is, it's radical because. So John's writing three sections of this book. I know it's kind of confusing, but it's not. Listen, these are the, the three sections of the book. Because when you get to the fourth chapter of Revelations, you see the it's called Metatalta, and it's mentioned twice, meaning basically it's letting you know that you've entered into the third section of the book. And to confirm it, Metatalta is used twice. It says, After these things I saw a door open. And it says that in the and I and the first voice which I heard was like a trumpet speaking with me, saying, Come up here and I will show you things which must take place after this. You see? That's chapter four. Metatelta, after these things. John's letting you know that he's entering into this into the third section of the book. It's really it's really amazing, man. Listen. After the chapter two and three, these are the things that that, that he's mentioning. Metatelta. You see, and then chapter four is it's radical because chapter four talks about, you know, the future. But then you hear we have we we have the church history in chapter two and three. Then you enter into chapter four Then we begin to go into the future. And we're going to see things that take place after the church is removed from the earth. After these things, the doors open in heaven. So as we go through it. We got to remember that there's three divisions. John writes in chapter one, the things that which he saw chapter two and three, he, he writes the things that are, are in chapter four, he writes the things four to the end, 
basically into the future the things that are going to take place in heaven and the things that are going to take place on earth after the church history has been completed. So it's, it's after the ministry of the church is finished. So then we go into the future and then we see the things that will take place after the things of the church. So that's the key to the book. It's the three divisions of the book. The Lord gave it to John. And if you see that, the whole thing will just unlock and make sense in your mind. If you miss that, you're, you're pretty much not going to understand. Like a lot of pastors and people who don't understand. Oh, I don't understand the book. You know, it's kind of confusing. No, and it's not confusing, man. Satan causes confusion. We just need to understand that Jesus Christ is in control and that these are a, this, this chapters are laid out. The, the way God, uh, you know, wants us to see it. It's really easy. There's three divisions. And these divisions are interlocked in chapter 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and then it goes after that into 4. And so now he's walking in the in the, in the uh, seven golden candlesticks. Remember that? We talked about that last week. And and he's going back into this, into this actual, uh, you know, vision. And so we talked about last week how 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 basically... Uh, I turned and saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the seven lampstands, one like the Son of Man, clothed with a garment down to to the feet and girded about the chest with a golden band. His head and hair were white like wool, white as snow, and his in in his eyes like a flame of fire. He's describing Jesus Christ now in the glorified body. Okay, his feet were like fine brass as a refined in the furnace, and his voice as the sound of many waters. He, he had in his right hand seven stars. Out of his mouth went a, went, went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. Listen, Daniel chapter 7 verse 13 talks about this, the glorified body. Ezekiel chapter 1, and we could see where we, where, uh, uh, you know, the fire indicates his righteousness as well as his judgment. But everything uh, of everything in pure Daniel chapter 10 uh, describes it. And so we can see how his countenance was like the sun shining in its strength. But listen, verse 17 says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying to me, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead and behold i am alive forever amen wow what an amazing radical statement he says i have the keys of hades and of death write the things which you have seen and the things which will take place after this the mystery of the seven stars which you saw in my right hand and the seven golden lampstands the seven star listen the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven lampstands which you saw are the seven churches. Jesus was holding the stars. They're the ministers of the seven churches. I mean, it's radical. Jesus Christ has us in his hands. He loves us. He knows who we are. He has a plan for us. He sees everything we do. He knows us. He knew us before we were born or conceived in our mother's womb. He loves us. This is a radical love letter to the churches. What a blessing. The seven stars are the seven angels and the seven candlesticks are, 
are the seven churches. Listen, and where was Jesus? He was walking in the midst. What did Jesus say to his disciples? When three, when two or three are gathered in my name, what? Jesus Christ is with us. His Holy Spirit is always with us. Listen, believers, understand that God has a plan for you and that his plans are of good plans and good things. He has good things for you. Listen, he loves you. And John is writing these things and he's clarifying that, that Christ is in control and that he's showing us believers the future and not to be afraid. Listen, verse 17 says, and I saw him and I fell at his feet as dead, but he laid his right hand on me saying to me, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. He was dead. He was crucified, but he's alive. And behold, I am alive forever. Amen. Listen, God knows everything. It's amazing because we believers, we panic when things go down. And God says, you don't need to panic. You don't need to be afraid. And so the angels of the seven churches, you know, some believers think that they're human messengers or, or, or it could be us ministers. And I kind of think it's, uh, you know, angels and ministers. I mean, we see the ministers because of the seven churches. Jesus Christ is writing to the churches. He's writing to the ministers. And the word angel in, in Revelation is a spirit being. And that's not, I'm not saying I'm an angel. <laughs> I'm far from an angel. But they minister to believers. If you look at Hebrews chapter uh, 1 verse 14, they, they're there. It's not unreasonable to view angels as having authority over the responsibility for churches in the present age, bro. So this situation basically will be reversed in the kingdom of God and believers will, 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 will judge angels. If you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 6, uh, it talks about that. But the seven churches having the glorified Son of Man in their midst is basically, uh, Christ is basically in verse 13, he promises that where two or, or three are gathered together in my name, I am there in the midst of them. Matthew 18, 20. But we believers have to understand that God is in control and he loves us. We have to understand that, that the churches, some churches are corrupt. And we're going to get into chapter 2 where we see to the angel of the church of Ephesus, right? The messenger, to the angel. The, you, see, you can see here, I know your works. These things, he says, he who holds the seven stars in his right hand, who walks in the midst of the seven golden lampstands. I just told you who that was. I know your works. Jesus Christ is walking in the set. You know what I just said. Praise the Lord. I know your works. Chapter two, Revelation. I know your works and your labor, your patience, and that you cannot bear those who are evil. And you have testified, you have tested those who say they are apostles and are not and have found them liars. And you have preserved and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have, I have this against you that you have left your first love. Listen, believers, some churches in the end, which we're living in now, now we skip to the churches. Now we are here now. Now we're in the church where the loveless church is happening. 
You go to a church, you lose your home, you lose your things, you lose your belongings, and now you can see where the pastor says, be warm and be filled. I don't have anything for you. Ooh, ouch. Revelation chapter two is very simple. The church is loveless and we're living in the days now. Speed it up. John's in the spirit back in the book of John. I'm sorry, in the book of Revelation chapter one. Now John is in the spirit. The time machine is here. Now this letter was written for us. And John is saying in the future, there's going to be problems. The loveless church is going to be happening. We see them on TV. We see false pastors on TV collecting money, writing shady book deals to get money. They don't care about their church. They don't care about their believers. They preach false messages that have nothing to do with the book of of Revelation. It's all about themselves and how many hits they get online. I don't want to hear that. I don't care what you want to hear. I'm not here to please you pastors. And I'm certainly not here to please you false churches, you loveless churches. You know how many believers are out there today wanting to have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but these are the churches that make us believers look bad. The loveless church, spineless. And we see it. Well, you're judging me. No, the Bible is judging you. Listen to what he says. He says, I'm I'm concerned that you left your first love. First John. Listen, all you pastors who are loveless and spineless, and you hear this word, you hear this message, go open the book of First John. Chapter one, two, three was written for you. John wrote that book. Just like this book. He's telling you to get off your, your, your rear end and start loving people. And when someone loses their job or their husband or their wife to cancer or disease, love them. Open your wallet. Don't be rude, nasty, and, 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 and bring your bodyguards with you like you're some kind of pope. Oh, you don't understand. People are out to get me. Pushing people out of the way because you think you're something holy. Oh, I'm holy. You're loveless, bro. Listen, John just said it. I am just a, I, I, he, John knocked himself down in chapter one, man. He knocked himself down. Look at what he said in chapter one. He said, he said, I, John, both your brother and companion in the tribulation and kingdom. I, your brother. He didn't say, I pastor, I pastor John of this loveless church that is in the year 2022 and beyond. Listen, be careful. Pastors, be careful. Careful, Be careful who you're fleecing because if you fleece the wrong flock, God's gonna get you. Listen, you left your first love and that's the problem. Believers, they lose their first love, which is Jesus Christ and they start to negotiate with sin. Listen, Verse five says, remember therefore from where you have fallen and repent. Wow. Repent because, and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. But this you have that you hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Listen to this, believers. Believers. 
The Nicolaitans were they were heretical group that troubled the churches at Ephesus and Pergamos. Their teaching and practice were immoral, idolatrous. Basically, you know, they were they were nasty, kind of like some churches today. Listen, believers, I know who you are. You may think to yourself, wow, I don't know what I got into today. Revelation. Look, it is what it is. We're entering into the loveless church. Go, go, to, your, go to your local church right now. The one that's thriving and making all this, you know. Oh, ask them to say, excuse me. Can I see your tithings? How many people, how many people tithe here? Uh-oh. Ask the leaders if you could see that see your if you're tithing right now to your church, ask them if you could set up a date and see how much money is in their church fund. <laughs> That's how you'll know you're in the loveless church. And say, excuse me, can I see how much is in your church fund? I t- I've been tithing here for years. I'd like to set up an appointment so I can see where my money's going. Interesting. Interesting. Ask for bank statements. Well, that's your right as a believer. Oh, I don't know if I want to do that. Well, then tell them you lost your job. I need my bills paid. Well, you'll see how loveless your church is. (laughs) But you may think to yourself, well, that's rotten. Is it really? When the economy collapsed years ago and, and people were losing their jobs and their wives and their kids, they were living on the streets and all these big old churches had this money. Well, they turned everybody down. And what did it make us believers look like? Well, I know guys today, I'm witnessing on the street and they say, I don't want nothing to do with your churches because they're loveless. And he don't even know the book of Revelation because he lost his job and he was a very, very well-trained, uh, you know, professional and he lost his job and he, why he was tithing at the church for years and he calmly went to the pastor and said, let me see your finances of the church, not the pastor. And let me see what you can do for me and my family and my kids. And he lost his house because they had a board meeting. Well, we have to have a board meeting. And the board meeting uh, said, well, we, at this time, we don't, we don't really want to, uh, uh, you know, they rubber stamped it. Rubber stamp, rubber stamp, rubber stamp church. They go to the board meeting, rubber stamp it, get out. Or some of them won't even show you. Nope. Oh, how dare you question the church funding. This is the loveless church. They don't care. They have no love. In Hebrew, achava, there's no love for the believer. It's all swindle, windle, swindle your money and, 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 and rubber stamp the deal and that's it. Everything's happy and peachy until we come to the church finances. Then we understand how loveless the church is. John is saying, repent unless you repent, you ha- you, you know, you're going to get it. Listen, verse 7 says, he who has an ear... Chapter 2 of Revelation, verse 7. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. You see, it's not even man. It's the Spirit. The Holy Spirit. This is such a love letter where God's got a whip in his hand and he's whipping the churches and telling them to get get on it. 
get right. You know what? This, this shouldn't be scary to you. You should be happy knowing that God's rebuking his churches and the pastors need to take it. That's why I don't collect a dime. My podcasts are free. I don't get AdSense and money sense. I didn't set it up that way. You see, I have a job. I work like Jesus did. He was a carpenter while I sell insurance. Life insurance. And I sell Jesus for free. He who has an ear, let him hear. And what the Spirit says to the church is, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life. Wow, so he's taken away your tree of life. Eternal salvation. This is kind of hardcore, pastors. Hey, crooks, are you listening? Pastors, are you listening? Do you have an ear? All you crooks on TV that are taking all the money from the people in wheelchairs, are you listening to what the Holy Spirit has to say? Listen, believers, it ain't your fault that some of these pastors are wolves in sheep's clothing. He says here, to him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the, of the garden, praises paradise of God. Wow. Remember, from where you have fallen speaks of the basic considerable drop off of the love. In Ephesians, the, the Ephesian church, a generation earlier, the same church was commanded for love. Look at Ephesians chapter 1, verse 15. Although it was also strongly commanded to grow in love. But if you don't repent, you will not inherit the kingdom of heaven, God is saying, you false pastors and you false churches. Wow, amazing. Isn't it amazing what the book of Revelation tells us? Oh, it's such a hard book to understand. No, it's not, is it? <laughs> it's not. Let's go scare someone else. This, is, this isn't a scare letter. This is, this is a love letter because Jesus is now talking about his glorified body and what he's going to do for believers and non-believers who don't, who don't follow his rules. Oh, you're judging me. Oh, yeah, he's going to judge, not me. You sound upset, Pastor. No, I'm not upset. I'm letting the non-believers and the believers know the difference. So when you hear the message of God, you know that Jesus Christ doesn't hate you. He loves you. And that certain people are not really who you think they are. So test everything the Bible says. Test the spirits. Test, test, and test. So that you may grow in God's love. Because it's about his love. And it says, he who has an ear, let him hear. Because Jesus is warning to these people. After giving the parable. If you remember of the sower. The sower of the parable is Matthew 13. When the Spirit of God speaks to the churches, is to represent Christ. For he is the Spirit of Christ. Galatians chapter 4, verse 6. He who guides believers into all truth, Jesus does. And listen, listen. It's amazing. I mean, I'm just, I'm amazed. I, I'm, I'm devastated. And what we see in the end. We are now living in the end times. We see it. We know about it. We're going to stop here. But listen, we know about it. We're going to stop here and talk about the persecuted church in verse 8 next week. But we know about it. Listen, we know about it. 
We know what's going on. We know what's, you know, us believers know, and it gives a bad taste. Jesus loves you. Listen, I'm here to tell you that Jesus loves you. He died for you. And he wants to have a life. Uh, uh, he wants you to live forever. And you see, the tree of life is there for you. It's, 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 it gives life, eternal life. This is the tree that symbolizes eternal life. And he's made it available to humankind. The tree of life was present in the Garden of Eden, but its fruit was not eaten because Adam and Eve had fallen into sin. But Jesus came to earth to restore humankind and to again offer them the tree of life. Those who are in the new paradise, listen, the new Jerusalem will partake of the tree of life forever. Some of these false pastors will not. Father, we come before you, Lord, in your name, Jesus. We thank you for this chapter, this outline of Revelation 1. And now, Father, we just give you the glory, Lord. And we thank you for everything you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, we're going to talk about the persecuted church next week. And we're going to talk about how it relates to uh, the three divisions where we talked about in chapter 1 and chapter 4, where we get into the future. But we're going to get into the churches so that you may know what's going on to get caught up before we get into chapter 4. God bless you guys. I hope you understand that Jesus Christ loves you and that he has a plan for you and that he wants a personal relationship with you. Listen, it's about us. It's about Jesus, not us. It's about his works in our lives. Listen, God loves you guys with an everlasting life. Remember that no matter what you're going through, these some of these false pastors, there's many good churches, but some of these false pastors, okay, are not of God, they, they don't, it's the enemy working through them, don't take it personal, remember that Jesus loves you, and that he wants a relationship with you, and don't be afraid to go to church and fellowship, don't see the church as your savior, see it as a place where you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ.